Turn with me to Philippians chapter 1 this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we begin. Father, I come to you this morning. And Lord, I just want to ask that right now, Father, that everyone here tonight or this morning can, can just put everything else out of their mind. That for the next little while, Lord, they'll focus just upon you and your word. Lord, I ask that you send anointing right now. Father, give me strength, give me power. Help me to say things that I should say in the way you would have me to say them. Lord, I just ask that you move this morning. I ask that you begin to prepare the hearts and minds of those that are here today to receive this word. I ask that you make a way, Lord, that you show me the way to go. And Lord, we ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now turn over to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. What I want to talk to you about this morning is God wants to start a work in you. Some of you may be standing here or sitting here today saying, Well, God's already started a work in me. So, why do I need to hear this? Well, I want you to look at that first scripture I read. It says that he he that which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, there's one more scripture I want to read that goes along with this. It's in Galatians chapter 3. And it's verse 3. It says, Are ye so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect in the flesh? Notice that's a question. See, Trying to find my my place here, so y'all bear with me for a minute. See, God wants to start a work in you. He wants to do something with you. And some of you may have already allowed God to begin that work in you. I know this seems really high up there right now, y'all. Just hang on, okay? <laughs> It'll come together in a minute. Look, there was a time that I allowed God to start using me, doing with me what He wanted to, right? And then there's a a time that comes later on that, I don't know, out of 
ignorance or foolishness, as this scripture says, it says, are you foolish? But there comes a point where you stop relying on the Spirit of God to move in you to do those things that He wants to do, and you start trying to do it on your own. And that's why He says, are you foolish to think that the thing that was started in you in the Spirit can be completed in the flesh? It's foolishness to think that. You see, because it's not you that did any of it. It's not you that did anything except allow God to work. He is the one that performed anything that was done through you. He's the one that changed anything about you. He's the one that enabled you to do anything you did. It's through His Spirit. So, are you just out of your mind to think that for one minute, you can pick up where God left off and finish it in the flesh. Yes, you are. Y'all don't answer no to that. It's crazy to think that. God is the one that did it, right? How in the world are you going to pick up in the flesh and do what God was doing? You can't. It's crazy to think that way. That's why He asked, are you foolish? Don't you see what you're doing? See, God wants to work in us. God wants to use us. Man, that's a privilege. That is an awesome privilege to think that God, the all-powerful God, the One that just spoke and things came into existence, wants to use me for something. Why why didn't He just do it without me? Because He wants to bless you. You see, here's the thing about being used by God. Is it work? Yeah, it's work. He never say it was not work. But man, it's a blessing. See, God wants to start a work in you. But there's a whole lot of Christians today that think they can do that in the flesh. They think they can just come in under their own power and do the work of God. See, here's the thing that the flesh doesn't understand. Yes, work can be done, but you can't minister to the Spirit from the flesh. And that's what people need, whether it's little kids or grown adults. That's what they need is a change in the Spirit. They need the Spirit ministered to. They need something to happen in the Spirit in order for things to be impacted in their life, in order for change to come about, it has to happen in the Spirit. You can't accomplish that in the flesh. Sometimes you have to just tell the flesh, this ain't none of your business, move on. Because the flesh tries to stand up and say, I don't feel like doing that today. The flesh may stand up and say, I'd rather be doing something else right now. Or, do you really want to get involved with those people? That's not the Spirit. God wants to start a work. He wants to do something with you. But He can't do it while you're operating in the flesh. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and a perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to God, <clears throat> according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. God starts a work in somebody. God's work is spiritual. He starts moving upon somebody. Starts using them. Other people that know them can see God at work. They see a change in the person. They see something happening that was never there before. God starts to open doors of opportunity for this person to be used. And then for some reason, this person decides, well, I really don't need God to do this. I have talents I didn't realize I had. I can handle this on my own. What did verse 3 there say? For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. You see, it's not you that does it. It's not your flesh. It's your flesh submitting to the Most High God and allowing His Spirit to, to impact your life and to empower you to reach other people. So when you get that state of mind where you say, you know what, I, I'm pretty good. I've got talents I didn't realize I had. I can help a lot of people. You're trying to finish in the flesh what God started in the Spirit. Y'all don't have a whole lot to say today. And I really don't know who this is for. But from what I'm reading and what I've shared with y'all today, I know God has something for you out of this. And He's trying to tell you, whatever you're trying to do for me or whoever, do it through my power, not through your own intelligence. You know, the Word says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. When you start to focus on self, how good you think you are at doing whatever it is. And look, we all have talents, okay? There's things I'm good at in the flesh. I'm good. Right? All of us have something that we can say, I'm really good at doing this. I'm not
not talking about your talents today. I'm talking what God wants to do with you. What God is trying to use you to do. Okay? There's things that God will... He, he will all of a sudden give you abilities you didn't have. But when you say, okay, God, now that I've got these things, I don't need you anymore. What's going to happen? Nothing. There will be nothing come from your works. There will be no fruit of it. And when you take your focus off of God, the one that gave them to you, guess what? The intent of your heart is going to change. All of a sudden, you're going to think these gifts, whatever it is, these talents, you're going to find other ways to use them. And I guarantee you they're not going to be pleasing to God. It wasn't His purpose for it. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. There was another verse, the second passage I read that said, uh, everything you do, do it without disputings and murmurings. There's another place in the Bible that says, everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. You see, when you start a work in the Spirit, and you continue that work in the Spirit... You're not going to be sitting around murmuring and, you know, I don't want to do that. And do we really have to do this every week? And I don't care if you have to clean toilets. I don't care if you're going around outside picking up dog mess. Whatever it is. Don't, don't do it. If you're doing it for God, do it like you're doing it for God, okay? That's the thing. You're not doing it for me. You're not doing it for Jerry or, or Brother John. You're not doing it for a man. You're doing it for God. Amen. So do it like God is standing there watching you do it. I guarantee you if I'm at work and the boss comes around, I ain't going to be sitting there doing something that I shouldn't be doing at work, right? What am I going to do? I'm going to look like I'm busy. Now that may seem kind of deceptive, right? But that's the that's the natural instinct of the human is to appear at least appear to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. So let's just pretend for a minute that God can see what you're doing, okay? If you're doing it for God, remember, He sees what you're doing. Worse than that, He knows the intent of your heart. See, my boss at work doesn't know my intent. I may be sitting there with with all kinds of things going on in my mind that ain't got nothing to do with work and give the appearance of work, and he can say, well, Kevin's working hard today. But God knows. He sees into the very depths of your soul. He knows why you're doing what you're doing. So, I want you to look back. Whatever. Look, I don't know all of y'all's circumstances. God started using me. He started using me in the Spirit, right? I need to continue that work in the Spirit. Now, I know that's easy to say, y'all. Easy to say. 
But you know what it takes? It takes some deep self-examination and it takes repentance. Because when I got to the point where I'm trying to do something in the flesh, you know what I have to what comes to my mind? God, I can't do this. I need you. First time I try to do it on my own, I flop. And God will humble me. He'll say, "Uh huh, see? You can't do it in the flesh, buddy. It was started in the spirit. It's a spiritual thing. And some of y'all don't understand what I'm talking about. You know why? The Word tells us that the carnal man can't understand the things of the Spirit. But the spiritual man can understand both. So if you don't understand what I'm talking about today, about this spiritual stuff, I'm going to, look, I'm, this is how I am. I'm up front with you. I'm honest with you. If you don't understand what I'm talking about today, it's because there's no spiritual man alive in you. Or he's so beaten down and so weak because your fleshly man is so strong that you, he can't even see what's going on. You see, the Word tells you that when you accept Jesus into your heart, you become a new creation. The old man passed away. All things become new. You know what that is talking about? It's talking about that spiritual birth. That spiritual man that comes alive. And if you don't feed him, if you don't nurture him before long, you almost can't find any existence of him. And that's what a, what's a shame, is that work that God began in you, in the Spirit becomes overpowered by the flesh. It's exactly what I'm talking about today. You see, there's a whole lot of people today that are all about pleasing themselves. It don't matter what the circumstances are. You don't have to look very far. You'll find somebody that, even though they may come to church, they may consider themselves to fall into that group of Christians... They've got a different agenda. God may have used them at one time. But they're trying to carry on that that Christian walk in the flesh. Y'all, the two don't coexist. They don't. You may try. You may still bring yourself to church. You may still keep other Christians around you. But you know what that's called? That's called a form of godliness. A form of godliness. It means you're trying to give the appearance of something that's not really there. That's dangerous ground. I don't want to be in that place. I hope none of you here today are. Maybe it's not for anybody here today, but maybe you need to take it to somebody. Man, I hope and pray all of y'all here today are not living like that. Don't let the flesh ruin your life. Wasn't it what began in the Spirit? That spiritual rebirth needs to finish in the Spirit. Verse 6, let me read that again to you. Philippians chapter 1. Being confident of this very thing, that He which hath begun a good work in you 
will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, does that mean you don't have anything to worry about? God's going to do what God's going to do? No. No, buddy. That ain't what that means. You know what that means? It means if you keep pushing, you keep seeking God, He's going to be right there with you. He will empower you to live in the Spirit if you want to live in the Spirit.